Hello and welcome to Learning to Live the Life, the discussion podcast from Christchurch Downend, which is a Church of England church here in Bristol Diocese. I'm the Reverend Aidan Watson, I'm the curate at Christchurch, and in each of our episodes we have people come and join me to discuss something to do with discipleship, hopefully helping you in some way or other, maybe just through encouragement, maybe through kind of talking about something that you're going through as well, to do with your own discipleship and your own journey with Jesus. This episode is really special, we're releasing this kind of halfway through the month, rather than on the first of every month as we normally do because it felt like if we left it too long then it would be out of date because it talks about where are you God? That's the question we're asking. Where are you God in coronavirus and this situation? We we recorded it a couple of weeks ago during the second lockdown here in England and um, actually this Sunday we celebrated and kind of prayed with thanksgiving for the, the ministry of Ian Freestone, who stepped down after 40 years of helping out in our youth work here at Christchurch. And Ian joined us for this episode, actually. And I just, the reason why I invited it on, him on will become clear, but there's just such nuggets of truth and wisdom in what he said as we talked around this quite emotive, emotive topic. Uh, so I really hope it blesses you. We're gonna talk about stuff to do with, you know, God in general, you know, where is he? Uh, you know, is he reliable? But we also talked about uh, mental health and, you know, how how Christianity and mental health and how that all mixes. I'm joined again by Anita as well. And it's really exciting. We've got a new podcast coming out at the beginning of next month, so to start the new year, uh, which I'm really excited about. And I'll tell you about a bit more about that at the end. But for now, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to Learning to Live the Life, the podcast from Christchurch Down End. I'm joined again today by Anita. Hi. Hi, Anita. And I'm joined, we're joined uh, for the first time, your first in, involvement in the podcast by Ian. How are you doing, Ian? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, my first podcast, uh, trembling like anything. Oh, you'll be fine, Ian. You'll be fine. It's uh, just like conversations with you in real life. They'll flow, the time will flow by in, in no time at all. Uh, it's Ian Freestone, isn't it? Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself, Ian? Yes, I don't know where you'd like to start. Um, <clears throat> start at the wrong end, really. I've, <laughs> I've been retired for 20 years. Uh, I was a primary teacher and head teacher uh, locally and in uh, Zambia under uh, overseas development uh, aid from the government Brilliant. back in the 60s and 70s. Amazing. So I've spent about 20 years in Zambia, but uh, I've spent about 40 years as uh, a member of the Fellowship of uh, Christ Church in Down End. Father of two, grandfather of six. Wow. Um, so I'm sure, um, I'm sure that usually would keep you busy. Have you been able to see children and grandchildren at all this year? How, what's, that, what's that been like? On, on uh, FaceTime and things like that, but uh, sadly uh, I've got... Uh, Family in Liverpool, uh, family in uh, north of Cheltenham, uh, and in Peterborough. Okay. So they're fairly well spread, and they aren't terribly close. Uh, That's fair. That's fair. Uh, That's really hard. I, I know, yeah, my my parents live quite a long way 
in one direction and my wife's parents live quite a long way in the other direction and it can be quite challenging especially this year so maybe we can touch on that as we get on to our topic for today Anita just remind us what you do but also you know just what have you been up to recently yeah, um, so I uh, work at Christchurch, I'm the head of discipleship for all ages ministry, uh, which means anybody who wants to grow closer to God and would like a bit of help, uh, I might be there to give them some ideas or point them in the right direction. Not that I'm an expert myself, but um, I might know some people who are. Yeah, um, yeah uh, so what I've been, I've been doing at the moment, um, well, lockdown with the, with the family, um, uh, doing lots of preparations for Christmas. Uh, so uh, personally, I uh, made my Christmas cake and my Christmas pudding this weekend. So wow. feeling good. Um, uh, but uh, professionally, uh, just getting the, the Christmas services ready. Um, uh, we're doing a Christmas trail around Down End, so getting that ready. Ian's been helping with that. Uh, brought me a donkey and two Josephs yesterday evening, which I was very happy about. Fantastic. So yeah, lo- lots of weird and wonderful projects going on in our house at the moment. <laughs> oh, the, we, uh, we're recording this. We're still in the second lockdown. Um, we're just about to come to the end of the second lockdown. Um, but today we are going to be chatting about COVID, about lockdown, about emotions that we're having during lockdown and during this time. And we're asking the question, where are you, God? Where are you, God? Not kind of, we don't want to really want to go too deep. The conversation might go theological a bit and we might ask the questions about God and suffering but really we're just dealing with the emotions you know that emotional part of the question where are you God now normally when we have these discussions um, for our podcast we kind of look back look to now and then look to the future but we kind of can't really do that today but we I suppose what we want to start with today is you know how are we feeling at the moment where are we at the moment with this kind of question uh, both individually and as a church. And Anita, I just uh, ask you maybe to start us off. You know, when we hear that question, where are you, Lord? What is that saying to you at the moment? I think for me, uh, sometimes it feels like a cry of um, sort of anguish and despair about, you know, why is all this happening to the world? And, and uh, you know, why, why was it allowed to happen? And uh, where are we going with that? And, um, you know, God, can you rescue us? Um Sometimes it's a, a real feeling that I know God is there to comfort and I really feel his comfort um, at the moment. And, and that's almost become better because of the fact that, you know, when things aren't going well, you know, we often turn to God more. So so I think, uh, you know, some days I'm really aware of God's comfort um, all the more because of what's going on. And some days I'm I'm thinking, well, this is not right. <laughs> you know, uh, quite uh, quite a bit angry or a bit um, sort of despairing sometimes uh, not not to a very deep level because I'm, I'm a sort of kind of even keel kind of person um, but yeah and, and Ian how how would you say you're feeling at the moment you know you've shared a bit about you know family being distant but how are you feeling uh, with this second lockdown and where where are your emotions at the moment in some ways uh, I've quite appreciated it. it it's made me slow down I'm the sort of person who likes to be doing things um, and I have found plenty of things to do uh, over the summer <clears throat> uh, but obviously there are some things I haven't been able to do um, but uh, it's been very reaffirming in many ways uh, I think yeah. uh, I mean uh, my wife and I have proved that we can live together closely uh, over a long period of time uh, and survive it uh, very <laughs> successfully uh, I think that's great to be able to say that 
probably in the main because uh, we, we both know God is part of our our life <coughs> and our marriage. Um, but uh, yes, I, I get um, periods of, uh, what, what do you call it, cabin fever, where yep. you, know, you just can't get out and do what you would like to do. Yeah. Uh, I had planned um, um, a charity activity in the summer and of course it didn't happen. Um, so I'm hoping I might be able to do that next year. So, but uh, currently, it's it's uh, life. Life is fine. Um, we've had uh, offers of help from people because of our great age, of course. So, which, again, I find difficult to come to terms with. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I understand that, and and it's. I think we've all. I'm sure everyone listening could have times where we're like, oh, actually, it's been okay. I think there's positives here. But there are other times where we just want to go, oh, give it, give it all up where I can't stand all these restrictions anymore. Just want to, you know, be in that cabin fever, as you said. I, I think I'm finding that people I'm meeting and people I'm talking to, um, the word fatigue is something that's used quite a lot and hear quite a lot. I think there's, um, you know, a general sense where people are, I think especially this second lockdown, I feel people have found it harder than the first one because it felt like we were going the right direction and then it kind of, things got taken away from us. I think there's been some good news with the idea that we're going to have some form of Christmas together, but, you know, people are still on a bit of a, a having a wobbly time. You know, Anita, are you hearing any stories that are kind of similar to this? Yeah, I mean, you know, that question, what are you doing for Christmas has become very loaded this year, hasn't it? So talking to people who um, are trying to work out what's, right to do what's safe to do what's legal to do um you know what's what's uh, what we actually want to do um so that idea that maybe christmas might be simpler this year because of restrictions and things i think it's it's sort of more complicated because people have got to make decisions um so some people are quite stressed about that um i think parents with little children are struggling probably more as the weather is not so good um you know about what to what to do with the children and having you know, being cooped up together and missing out on all those baby groups and you obviously don't yeah. know that having a little one yourself um you know all, all the ways in which you'd normally be uh, really filling your life with them um, sort of fun things to do with your toddlers but to just have to entertain them at, at home on your own all the time it's really tough not being able to have babysitters yeah uh, single people lonely yeah as well you know really yeah. real loneliness again yeah definitely and where where do you think the faith element comes in you know you we the whole point of this podcast is to help people in their discipleship and their following of jesus and how do you think the kind of faith element of you know asking this question where are you lord you know how do you think that's being asked do you think people are struggling with it yeah but i think uh, one of the things i've noticed is a real outpouring of gratitude um gratitude to the church and sort of real thankfulness and um, you know what people are able to do in the church and all the people who are sort of giving their time and talents uh, thankfulness for what people have got so a lot of people I talk to you know they'll say oh well, I'm just so thankful you know because I, I know although I've got this issue or that I'm worried about um, you know I know I've got so much to be thankful for so I feel like you know people have really embraced that um, and prayerfulness I think a lot more people are really feeling that they've got to root their lives in prayer because yeah because we really need god yeah um so the fact that we've, we've had these uh, one day a month of, of prayer 24 hours of prayer one church one day organization um and that we're going to have a week of prayer in january i think that's really good so actually our values as a church are graciousness openness 
prayerfulness thankfulness maybe have i just made that up but certainly i can see those values really coming to the fore so you know god probably had a sense of humor when uh, you know he guided people to choose those because i think there's a lot of thankfulness a lot of prayerfulness and also a lot of graciousness i think people are trying to be kind kinder to themselves kinder to each other being more thoughtful about what it's like to be in somebody else's shoes maybe yeah and ian you said that uh, you know a sense of peace for you over this time was and probably your whole marriage but you you know you found it able to cope your wife and I found it you've been able to cope because of your shared faith in God you know how have you found your faith has been impacted or you know how have you been asking this question where are you Lord in this time um no not at all I, I, I'm confident um you know I, I felt God with us through it all um, and you know we have to be realistic life is it's like the flight of a pigeon you know if you've ever watched a pigeon fly it flaps like mad and soars and then it stops flapping and dips down and th then it realizes it's going down and it flaps like mad and goes up again it's uh, like a wave okay so, you know, when, when you're on and up, that's great. Uh, and very often we, we forget about God in, those, in the euphoria of being up. Whereas, in fact, we should be, of course, praising him uh, for that. Uh, but really, uh, very often we turn to God when we need him, uh, you know, down the bottom of the dip. Uh, and and uh, we rely on him to lift us up. God is our flapping wings, I think, isn't he? Underneath, underneath are the everlasting arms. However far down you're, you're dipping, those arms are underneath you. That's uh, support, real <laughs> support, like the arms under a, um, under a baby. You, know, you wouldn't let it drop, <laughs> would you? That's amazing. I, I, lo I love that image. I'm, I'm never going to look at pigeons the same way. If anyone wants to know why I invited Ian on the podcast, you've just got the answer. Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose that moves us into kind of thinking more in general, doesn't it? it rather, you know, I think it's sometimes quite helpful. We can get so focused on the here and now of COVID, of lock lockdown and the latest restriction and kind of broadening our kind of thinking, you know, this won't be the first time for everyone that we've maybe potentially asked, you know, where is God in times of struggle? When we're on those down paths, when the pigeon is, you know, feels like it's falling. You know, um, I suppose, that, Ian, like where, where in your life have you kind of found, you know, in times of struggle? How have you known, have you got any examples of times when you've known God being those flapping wings bringing you back up? Well, I was born at the beginning of the first, Second World War. <laughs> Uh, I have vague memories of uh, being carried up in the middle of the night to the air raid shelter at the top of the garden. Um, so I think there's a perspective, uh, perhaps the oldies can bring to situations that young youngies uh, don't have. You know, uh, my first five years of life were uh, in times of blackout at night um, and, and quite dire times. Um, but, uh, you know, you can relate those things through the last 80 years. Uh, you know, you've been through all sorts of ups and downs and they are character forming. 
You know, uh, if, if life's just on an even keel, then it's pretty boring. Uh, I, I find life exciting. Uh, and I can't wait for the final adventure in some ways, but I, I, there's still plenty of adventures to come. Uh, and I've wittered on and I've forgotten what the question I was answering. <laughs> well, Anita, <laughs> do, do you want to pick us up? Like, where where have you learned, you know, in times of troubles, have you got any kind of testimonies or stories from your own life or those around you? Um. Well, I suppose I was thinking about uh, when my mum died, um, which was uh, 2005. Um, you know, you pray for the big things, which were, you know, that she would recover. Um, but I also prayed for all the little things uh, to, to, to fall into place. And although the big thing didn't get granted, and, you know, obviously that's something that's sad and, um, and that's just what happened. But um, I felt like everything else fell into place. So everything else, I felt God lifted me up, you know, as you say about those ever, everlasting arms. I felt, I felt I was being lifted up and that, that, uh, that the arrangements and the, you know, the things that we had to get through, uh, God was very evident in those. Um, so that's a, that's a, a way that I found, found comfort in the Lord in, in that time, I think. And how, how do you use kind of past experiences? I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes I, I find it really hard to answer the question in the moment of like, where is God now? <laughs> but I can kind of find it easier to look back and take comfort from that. Is that something you do? Mm. Yeah. I mean, in these current times, I think even when the first lockdown started, people were starting to say, when you come out of this, you know, what kind of person do you want to be or what, you know, where do you want your faith to be? Uh, it was quite interesting. We were almost sort of going forwards, going backwards and realizing that God was, could do something in this time. Um, so I think that Ian's point about the older you are, the perhaps the better you are at getting things in perspective is a really good one. You know, I think it's particularly hard for young people who've, who've not, you know, just starting to spread their wings in the world and um, to, to have to cope with things that they, they can't sort of see the other side of. But when people have been through things in the past, then uh, you have a kind of longer perspective. Um, yeah. Yeah, so true. I mean, I, I, um, it's it's not necessarily an age factor. It's a it's an experience factor sometimes, or a life experience factor. You know, I I used to be a student pastor uh, before I trained for ordination, and and one of our students, um, her father had uh, been diagnosed with ter- terminal brain illness, uh, brain cancer when she was twelve or thirteen, I think it was, and she was what nineteen at this point, so she was still very very young, but she had a depth of faith that came from how God had supported her through that time. And actually her father, um, you know, they they asked for one, you know, a year, they were told a year to live, he'd have a year to live. And he lived, uh, I think eight, nine more years. And don't quote me on that, but you know, a lot of really long time and God was so faithful to them. He was the the wings carrying them. They weren't carrying themselves. They just had to rely on God and God was reliable. Um, And it was just amazing to see their their faith. And that kind of inspired my faith as well, learning from others. You know, sometimes I'm quite bad. I wallow in my own uh, story so much. But sometimes looking at other people's stories and other people's journeys can really encourage uh, me. And, you know, you might, speaking to people who are listening to this, you might be thinking, hang on, you're just talking kind of very general. And maybe you're just saying some big things that God is caring for us. Um, You know, some big kind of theological things, you know, God caring for those in suffering. If you're listening to this and asking those questions, then um, do explore them, (laughs) do explore them. I did a sermon actually um, uh, back in January, or I think it was, and it's on our website, certainly on our podcast, uh, called Unanswered Prayer. You know, where is God when 
uh, we're asking the you know questions about why god doesn't heal why god heals some people and some people don't get healed maybe go check that out go look up other resources around you know this question and do explore that question because i promise you god is is trustworthy there is a there is a, a a goodness to him even in spite of those pains and struggles of this life i feel like i've gone on for a while there but um <laughs> um moving forwards you know, you, Anita, you said, you know, what kind of Christian are you going to be moving out of this? I think one of the big things that this time uh, might do to our society is help us be more aware of our mental health. I think we're potentially moving that direction anyway. And our mental and emotional health, you know, there's we were talking about it before, but now that I keep hearing the phrase, it's OK to not be OK. What lessons do you think we can learn moving forwards, uh, particularly as Christians, when it comes to mental health? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting relationship, isn't it? Mental health um, for for a Christian. Um, I'm not qualified to kind of uh, explain how you know how those two things interplay. But um, I was really struck. I read a poem yesterday. Um, I can't remember who it was by, but this one line really struck me, and it said, um, uh, "It was God speaking to you, you know, as you read it," and it said. Um, uh, the end grasp hold of my hand and for me that's that's what I do when I don't know what to pray and my, my brain is frazzled and I, I can't think how to sort things out theologically or I don't understand you know, how, how, how best to respond but I just have a sort of picture of grabbing hold of God's hand and holding his hand and um, and for me that is such a powerful image that I can hold on to um, you know, if I'm nervous before something or if I'm excited about something new that I'm trying to sort out or whatever, or if I'm just feeling, uh, you know, unsure or, or afraid or whatever. Um, and I think, you know, maybe that is something that people can approach no matter what understanding you have of God or where your faith is at the moment or if you're new to faith or whatever. We can all understand the idea of holding on to a parent's hand in this, hanging on for dear life. You know, we've, we've all had that feeling of being lost where you feel like you've lost your parent and you know as a young child probably most people have that memory of one day you know, grabbing the wrong hand or the wrong leg or you know looking around and suddenly not knowing where your parents are but then you know when you find them again and um, that fact that God will never let our hands go so we can always have that feeling of grasping his hand um, I just find those kind of simple images really helpful and I think now that people are perhaps more able to uh, admit to themselves and to others how they're feeling emotionally mentally or whatever um, maybe that gives us a chance to talk about these ways that that God can minister to us so for me it's like a very visual thing I have these visual pictures that, that help me I have a little sculpture where, where there's a hand which is meant to be the hand of God and there's a child sort of snuggling into the hand I, w- I wish I'd brought it around actually um though you know sometimes I can just hold that statue and and, and have that that kind of comfort I'll tell you what, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, I'll put a picture of that sculpture up now. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be good. Uh, Anita will send it to me. Um, Ian, you know, what you, you've, you bring a perspective uh, from, you know, five years of a version of lockdown when you first entered this world. Uh, but also, you know, when if people are struggling with mental health and, you know, moving forwards is coming out of this time of lockdown, what kind of advice would you have, do you think? You need to look for the positives. Sort of self-introspection is part of who we all are, um, but uh, it needs to be balanced with an outward vision yeah. as well. You know, we live in houses and decorate them inside with beautiful things to cheer us up. But the, the, our houses have got windows and we need to look out. 
I think we need to focus on, on others, uh, where we can uh, be a positive influence to other people. And, and that's a, a really encouraging thing for the doer, if you like. Uh, uh, focus, focus on others, um, not so much on self, perhaps. And count your blessings. See the positives in your own life. See where God has blessed you uh, in the past. And however down and depressed you may be, there is always something that you can find that will be positive. Uh, and then I, I would say, claim the promises. God has given us just wonderful, wonderful promises. And uh, it, it, it seems, well, it is sacrilegious to, to ignore them, isn't it? You know, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Grab hold of it, uh, believe it, trust, trust in it, and, and, and God will prove himself to you uh, through your circumstances. And, and taking that, uh, you know, that's full circle back to yourself, Ian, you know, what, what does the future hold for you? What does next year you hope in? Like, how are you, in, are you looking? What do you think 2021 might look like? And I know it's all guesswork, but, you know, how are you going to be, you know, keeping that positive? How are you going to stay chipper yourself? I, I, I think uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how my grandchildren develop uh, through their uh, tertiary education and, and on into uh, what they make of life, whether there's uh, employment or not. Uh, <laughs> we, we can always, you know, I'm employed full time some, some days, although nobody pays me for it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, employment is uh, using your time usefully. I think I, I want to continue to uh, do the things I've enjoyed, uh, you know, sporting things, uh, um, community things, uh, relationships, uh, uh, and uh, you know, I've really missed the holy hugging and, and all the rest of it. So <laughs> I, it'll be great when we get back into church and we'll be allowed to sing full throttle. Yeah, no, I was just about to say something really inappropriate about unholy hugging. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. <laughs> not going to say that. And you know what? I'm not no, going to edit that. that out. Actually, I think that was really <laughs> I think we'll keep that in. Um, Anita, what do you, you know, where do you think uh, God is taking us, kind of into next year? Do you know where? I think the Bishop of Bristol is is inviting churches to, uh, well, people in the church, but also people outside the church to engage with, kind of. A question of you know where is God taking us? Where is God at work, and where is God moving forward? You know what are your what are your what are your senses around? Maybe some of the stuff we've talked about, but some of the stuff we haven't. You know where are we going? Do you think uh, into the new year? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the only thing I can say is um, you know we've got this week of prayer coming up at the beginning of January, um, and that's a wonderful way to set ourselves into the year and you know place ourselves in God's hands. Um, yeah, I think I think there could be an excitement about the more we rely on God, the more, you know, the more blessings we receive and the more we uh, just enjoy life in his hands and, and live as we're meant to live. So I don't know if me personally, you know, while there's some, sometimes sort of anxiety about things that are difficult, there's also that sort of sense of excitement of, you know, I wonder what, as you say, what big adventure, as you said, Ian, um, you know, what big adventure might be around the corner that he's inviting us to trust him in. 
so yeah so who knows <laughs> but i'm i'm sure that i'm sure that prayer is going to be a big key for it yeah so true i think i think the historian in me and i don't want to be uh, patronizing to ian but i think because uh, he lived through it and i didn't but you know i think the the post-war times they the, the world didn't emerge into this grassy green perfection uh, there were remnants and uh, things and you know uh over, you know lasting things of the war that has been left for generations and i think there will be things from covid i mean we're not at the end of it now um, but we have you know got the news that there's potentially a vaccine and hopefully by next summer we might be back to a, a level of normality again but i think there'll be things that we take from this lockdown uh, that stay with us we're obviously gonna, there might be economic struggles as ian mentioned you know employment and that question is going to run around us but i wonder what those what things we've learned and how God has been at work in us as a community and as a church around the world, how we're going to take that forward uh, into the next season of life and, and the gifts that he's given us this time, I think we'll really be thankful for. Uh, and yeah, so um, I think we'll leave it there, but Ian, would you be willing to pray for us? Of course. <laughs> Father God, we uh, just uh, come to you uh, in the moment uh, in this difficult time uh, when many people are wondering where you are and who you are. But Lord, we just uh, praise you and thank you uh, that uh, you are the God who loves us. You are the God who upholds us. And we trust you for our future, Lord, as individuals, as a church, as a country. Lord, we just uh, bring the whole world to you for your healing uh, through the science and through uh, the uh, ministry of community and fellowship uh, in Jesus. Uh, we just uh, praise you again for who Jesus is and for what you've done for us through him. We give you thanks and commit our futures to you in his name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless. So there we go. Thank you so much for listening today to our podcast or watching it on YouTube. I really hope that this discussion we've had with Anita and Ian has blessed you in your own journey. We've actually had a few people write in about recent episodes that we've done, uh, you know, either leaving comments in various places or sharing things on Facebook. Uh, or emailing us as well and I really would encourage you to do that I'd love to kind of engage with uh, people's comments and feedback from the episodes firstly to know what episodes you want us to do more of or what kind of things you want us to look at but also just kind of kind of keep the conversation flowing around some of these really important topics we had a lot of response to our episode uh, called God of uh, God of violence yesterday God of love today that discussion we had with Helen Painter uh, the, an author who's written a book about the violence in the Old Testament and how we can confuse us. And I'd really encourage you to listen to that and check that out. We also had someone uh, really appreciating uh, our episode that we just had with our young people, uh, our episode on dis uh, youth work in the new normal. And uh, yeah, people really enjoying that, really being encouraged by our young people, as I knew they would be. 
Um, just to let you know, in the new year, 1st of January, hopefully, uh, we will have a new episode out with a vicar in L- from London, and it is an incredible, we had an incredible discussion the other day, and I can't wait to share that with you. Uh, we, lo- we looked at and thought about the idea of pick up your cross and follow me. When Jesus says, pick up your cross and follow me, what does that mean? Uh, that real call uh, to sacrificial discipleship. And we kind of explored that. We explored themes around race and the church as well. Um, and it was a fascinating discussion. I can't wait to share that with you. But for now, uh, take care. Have a really Merry Christmas if you're listening to this before. Uh, I really hope you have a blessed Christmas, especially uh, if you really are needing a need of some rest. I hope you find that. Uh, and I'll speak to you again in the new year. Take care.